What if Xbox didn't screw up? What would this generation be like? Hey there. Hello there. Welcome to episode 41 of Triangle Squared. I'll be your DJ for the night, Mr. Brett Beck. And alongside me, my co-DJ. Saw Bridges bringing you lucky episode 41. Winner, winner. Chicken chicken dinner. Chicken dinner. Speaking of chicken dinner, I'm a little hungry, so uh, not to put a lot of pressure or anything on, but... We need to hurry up and finish so I can eat. <laughs> we just started. All right, guys. We just started. Thank you all for tuning in to episode 41. <laughs> we'll see you next week. We'll see you guys uh, next week. If you've never listened to us before, we are Triangle Squared, a PlayStation podcast, and we post every Monday at 10 a.m. PST and 12 p.m. CST. That's you like right. that, Saul? You like I that? Noon. See, you messed me up last time. I didn't like that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't you, mess you up at all. You messed yourself up, you, sir. You ruined me. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, you can find us on YouTube like we said, every Monday, or if you prefer to listen to us in your vehicles or in your headphones or just when you're walking down the street so people can look and be like, why is this guy listening to people? Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or any of the other weird podcast services that the, exist because there's a ton I don't know, besides Spotify because they're a bunch of... Um, they're, they're hard to work with. They're very strict. Um, I don't want to say something they're, that they're, will they're very strict. potentially hurt us. Pff, nothing will hurt us, Saul. We're invincible. That's true. Okay? Invincible. We're invincible. Uh, but Saul... Yes, Good sir. sir. It's been a little bit since we recorded, since we did a little off off day podcast recording. So it's been yeah, like a week and a half, and I really haven't seen you too terribly much. We've done a little bit of talking. So, good sir, what have you been up to? I've been real busy with work. Um, for those that follow us on Discord, I was, I've been gushing about um, Enter the Gungeon. I even did it on Twitter. Super fun game. Great game you could sit down with for a couple of minutes and just enjoy. But other than that. Uh, the occasional Metroid Samus Returns when I get home and I'm sitting on the couch. Sure. And uh, kind of some Grand Theft Auto sprinkled in there just for fun. But that's really it. Not much at all. Um, have I, I, I've been working on uh, building that new PC and ordering that. And uh, Has been taking up some of your free time? Working in GIMP, yeah. And uh, that's not so much taking up my free time, but more of an enjoyment to practice. But... Oh yeah, I was talking about the, the computer, but uh, oh yeah, 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 no, Gimp, Gimp's interesting. I mean, yeah, I've been, uh, I've just been real lazy, kind of want to do stuff on my couch, so not playing a whole lot. Um, Be good so, if you had a, a Vita two, you know, a to, Vita as well, or like a Vita number two, like a Vita number two to play all those PS4 games that you could have playing. That on would there. be really really cool. Uh, but but you know, those Sony are those stick in the mud when it comes to uh, exactly those uh, are just a new Vita. Uh, those are weird dreams. Uh, okay, well, good. What, that what about sound you like, though? Because Oh, yeah. Really, this is the probably the least eventful week for me, gaming-wise, since we started the podcast. Oh, literally, wow. two or three varieties. Of you mean like back here. when you were playing literally every week? It was like, what are you were playing? Souls Dark 3. Souls 3? No, at least I played a lot of Dark Souls 3 in, that, in those weeks. That is true. That is true. Now okay, well, I'm playing not much. I haven't been playing just too terribly much. First thing I did as soon as I got back from out of town this weekend, uh, so that was Monday, uh, me and Ryan hopped on Gran Turismo for me to really finally play that uh, since it had gotten there the day before, but I didn't want to spend too much time in it or anything. So I did a little bit of playing of the driving school things just to get used to driving with the wheel since it's my first time in a while. And I want to say, man, the steering wheel is amazing. I got the Logitech G29, uh, and I got the shifter with it, but I haven't set it up because I don't have a seat that I want to use it with just yet, but I bought it just to go ahead and do it. Um, 
it's amazing, man. We were playing that game. Is yeah, so I walked in and it was set up. Fun. It looked like a really cool setup that would work well. For it works. Did. It's just it's not going to be good for a shifter because a shifter will be up right beside yeah. the steering wheel, which I don't like. But it worked for what we were doing. So me and Ryan were going, and it took me a little bit to get used to playing the game again. It's been a while since I've played that, and I've also been playing Need for Speed. So having to remind myself that you're not always just gunning the the uh, throttle. You know, you're not constantly just accelerating. You got to. You, you gotta you gotta slow down and kind of use those in betweens. You know, I was slamming on the pedal at first and being like, "Oh man, I'm messing up." But I finally got back in the rhythm of it and was getting some good lap times in. But that game is so fun. We got in these little go kart things I was telling you about. Yeah, uh, dude, they're so fun. They're they're retarded fast. It's crazy. And man, we were just flying around this track and. It was funny because like I would do so well when we were doing practicing, and he'd have a hard time getting past me. But then as soon as we actually started the race, which like just reloads you in and do it, does it again, once he would get past me, I would just fall apart. <laughs> I, I I I'm telling you, I get way too competitive, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get aggressive here. I'm gonna be able to get this spot back, and then I just instead of staying relaxed, so yeah, I, I choked a little bit, but I was doing really well in the practice. So I, I'm I need to play the game some more. I look forward to playing that some more. Uh, yeah, it looks like a really also cool need to hop into the division. It's just been a weird week. We had people. Our group has been moving, and people been sick, and we just had a weird time with yeah, all, all that stuff going on. The whole flu shot scandal thing is is really screwing some people up. With the well, I mean, it's not a scandal. Well, yeah, <laughs> sure, okay, it's a scandal, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's just a risk you take when you take a flu shot is that it's not going to be the right strain because you know it's always based off the previous year's strain, right? Yeah, and this is a completely new year, so it's like seven percent effective, I think. Or We're gonna make a new show called Saul the Pharmacist, and it's Saul just gonna be you pharmacist. talking about all the stuff that we should be like. What flu shots you should be getting from where? Dude, like what over the counter medicine? One of my biggest like pet peeves is when people come in to buy like um, a Robitussin and they're like, yeah, and they're like they're not sick, and you can tell what they're about to use it for. It's like, you like come on, dude, you're gonna kill your liver. Like that's not worth it for like whatever you're doing, like robo tripping or whatever it is. Just robo tripping. That's what I'm so I'm it. so out of the loop on that stuff. Uh, anyway. Outside of Gran Turismo, which I do look to, I do look forward to getting back into. I have been playing what I've gushed about all over. I mean the the Discord I've been doing on Twitter. Uh, it's Sundered by Thunder Lotus Games, and it's one of those weird Unity games where it couldn't have been on Vita, even though I think it would be a perfect example of like a, a great game for Vita. Besides a couple of moments where they pull the camera way too far back, so far back that even when I'm right up against the TV on PS4, I'm like, I don't know where the hell I'm at. It, it only which. done it's only done it like once, but it bothered me, and so. Of all the things, that game's amazing. It's got a beautiful hand-drawn art style. Um, the combat is fun. The levels that you come across that are hand-designed, and you can tell they're hand-designed, are amazing. A couple of the in-between moments when the, the underground caverns are uh, procedurally generated. Yeah. That way when you die and you come back through, you don't quite know your area because it changes everything. Um, which is an interesting... like. It gives you incentive not to die or not to go back to the sanctuary to level up. It kind of gives you a, you want to grind and stay in the area so that you're familiar with everything. Right. Uh, but major mo- major areas still stay in the same place. So like your map structure is the same, but when you get inside of the giant square, the room structure of how that how you get through that giant square is going to change. Um, huh. So it, that one's interesting, but I do like that the combat's really fun, and there's a couple of areas you can go into that have like endless hordes. So literally the entire time you're in the area, monsters do not relent. You're going to be facing monsters the entire time. And is it like a hack and slash game or what? Um, it's a Metroidvania. Is okay. really the way to is it it, a, it's go off of. Is it a melee uh, Metroidvania? Or is it? Gonna, is it a? Uh... There's projectiles in it, but there it's it's mainly melee focused. Okay, that's my jam. Uh, right and it's there. pretty interesting. It has a humongous. And not a skill tree, but an upgrade tree where you're like, because the way the game works is it kind of takes the idea of having a shield right. and your shield is separate from your health. Your shield regenerates itself over time uh, and you can upgrade how quickly it brings that back. But then your health does not come back. So you have to have health elixirs. 
Uh, and then there's perks. So you can have up to three perk slots. Uh, and then there's also a thing you can do within your thing that gives you a fourth perk slot. Uh, and your perks normally have an advantage and a disadvantage. And the disadvantage is always outweighed by the advantage. So it's still good to use it as long right. as it supports your play style. Um, so like I have one where health elixirs drop 50, 50% less of the time. Or actually, it's level two. So 75% less of the time. Um, but every enemy I kill, I get 2% of my overall max health back. That's really cool. So that works for me because as long as I stay relatively aggressive, it, it, I, I get that back. Uh, and then I have one that doesn't have a disadvantage. Just the advantage is just that you get, uh, I think the uh, enemies drop 20% more shards Which or whatever. And the shards right? is like, basically, it's, okay. it's your currency to use to level up. Yeah. Um, so the game does some kind of weird stuff. Like, you know, you're walking through the desert, you fall in. That's like very loose. I don't want to spoil it, even though it's not much of a... It's a very mechanically driven game, but there is cool story stuff. Um, <clears throat> so on a light thing, as you kill bosses, you get these shards, and they're they're well, they're pieces of elder shards. You get three of them, it makes an elder shard. And with the elder shard, you can go to the ability shrine where you get an ability at first. So like as you go through the game and you keep going through the areas, you'll get new abilities. Uh, and it's Metroidvania, so yeah, it's, not, it's, so not, it's non-linear. You can Did get you any start of with them. those abilities. No. Okay. You get the abilities super, as you go through. Super Metroidvania. <clears throat> yeah. You no, you, you get the abilities as you go through. You find an ability shrine. You get that ability. And if you go back to that shrine with an Elder Shard, then it'll upgrade that ability. Okay. But there's a there, the, you get something great for that, obviously. You get a cool demonic power, but it makes uh, Esh, which is the uh, protagonist, even more demonic. What was that protagonist's name? Esh. E-S-H-E. Interesting. Um, and so the, the the pull of the story is that there's three different endings. There's an ending to where you can go and you can upgrade your abilities with the um, Elder Shards, or you can go to this incinerator, which is in this area of, uh, I can't remember the name of the people right now. It's something with a V. Um, but you can go to an incinerator and destroy it, and you get a lot of shards, the normal shards. Um, and you also unlock like new paths and other stuff. But the way it works out is that that ending, if you destroy all the shards, is one way. There's an ending for if you mix and match and destroy some shards and then activate some shards. And then there's one if you take every shard, including some hidden ones, and you put them in. So the endings change. Interesting. So um, there's three potential endings. Yeah, and I like really that cool. because it, I like the story reason as to why there's different endings. Because right. it's not like... It's a little different than Infamous where you make a binary decision. You don't really know if one of these is bad or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just kind of rolling with what you think is right. Now, we'll yeah. say this... One of the things that happened in the game that just destroyed me is that I was trying to destroy all of them, right? That was I, I, before I even knew that that was going to change the ending. I, I was going I looked it up because I accidentally messed up and I was like, "Oh crap, it changes the ending," which is cool in the long run, but um I was going through and I accidentally passed by a, a uh, I can't remember what I was doing. I was jumping around an area that had an ability uh shrine at it and I accidentally activated it. I don't know how. I don't feel like I did anything other than just jump by it and it spent the thing and upgraded it. And it wasn't even the one I wanted to upgrade. Oh no. If I wanted to upgrade one, I would have done a different one. Right. But I, I didn't get to go to the incinerator. I turned it off real quick, but the game uses autosave almost all the time. And Not you, you all do, the time, but generously like enough. And then when you do stuff like that, so it killed me because I was like, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to destroy it. So that sucks. That um, is crazy. But that's about the only negative I have about the game. I mean, literally, it's it's a game that it's, it's almost like Terraria for me. I cannot quit playing it. Uh, you said it earlier about how sometimes it zooms out, and then you said Terraria. Apparently, with the new update, you can't use the touch touchpad to zoom in and out anymore. It's locked, which sucks for me at least. I like zooming in a little bit. Whoa, what? Yeah, that may be so fixed. It, uh, that may be fixed now, but I, I wonder was it an accident or did they say it was? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think well, it I might be not. because when you fight like the Moon Lord, you have to have the screen real estate. Sure, sure. Not but too but sure, normally, when you fight a boss like that, 
It no, it didn't pull the camera. No, I was going to say it kept it. So, like. Well, they should give you the option. I wonder if it's that people don't know that, that the option's even there. Well, no, because I think that the thread I was reading in. Um, well, somebody. I don't know that, that the it, game tells you that you can do that, though. At least from a tutorial standpoint. I don't think it yeah, ever but, talks about it. But I think that people who have played the game who, who, who would be the ones to notice the update. Is what it, it affects. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, for I wonder if it was for people who didn't realize that you could pull out or in as you need to. Oh, oh, so people may have been playing it this entire time normal, or yeah, how it's or whatever. Now. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I like zooming in a little bit myself. Yeah, I do too. I uh, like, it just depends on what I was playing. Or I like zooming out sometimes because you could zoom out too. You know. Yeah, I liked. Um I liked a little bit closer to my character to see how cool it looked. Uh, well, yeah, I liked the ability to change it depending on where you were. You know, yeah, yeah. Because like when you're down in the when you're down in like the catacombs, you kind of want to zoom out so you can see a little bit more, so that you don't accidentally land on something and screw yourself up. Um, but I don't know, man. There needs to be another Terraria soon. Yeah, they had to uh, restart uh, development on that Terraria Dark World or whatever it was going to be called. I don't know if you oh, remember about that. So, well, with this, uh, you press zoom by pressing options in L two R two. To zoom in or out, so they changed it. So people who oh, had it fixed man, thought it was different. I don't like that though because Options, and then the, now that means you have to do it by pausing it. But if you're playing online with people, it doesn't pause. So it continues. So what playing. happens now? Instead of you being able to real time do it, that that's that is kind of a, eh. a weird hindrance. But I mean, once normally I get it in a set mode, I'm like sure. I'm good with that for now. Anyway, besides that, I haven't played much. That's been a, that was a long segment, longer than normal. So sorry if you don't like Sundered or if you don't care about my thoughts on Sundered. Um, but you know, I assume that you're probably not listening if you uh, if you didn't care about my thoughts. So yeah, or at least I hope. So you're a big old meanie if you don't. Big old meanie. Or if you do, yeah, don't care about his thoughts. Anyway, um, I, so I guess move on to the drop. Sure Man, thing. it's been a while since we had a normally structured episode. So hey, it's the super, drop. Yeah, it's super short. Uh, we have the Count Lucanor for PS Vita digital title, Energy Invasion for PS4 and PS Vita, Happy Drummer for PS4. Little Red Lie for PS4 and PS Vita. Planet Base for PS4. Plox Neon for PS4. Sword of Fortress. The Omnuseum? Sword of Fortress. The Onomusum? The Onomusum. Or Onomusum. I don't know. That's a super weird name because it's Sword of Fortress, then the, but it's not. There's no colon. There's nothing. It's just So it's not word. even like a sub it's, name or anything? Yeah, it's, I mean, maybe it is, and it's just because of the picture, it makes me think it is. The format on the blog.us PlayStation makes me think not. Is this another one of those Life of Black Tiger quality Oh, games? man, I hope not. It looks like it. <laughs> it actually really looks like That's the like last it. one. Okay, yeah, it is. Cool. So, yeah, super short, super uh, super sweet. Some cool Vita games on there this week. I was like, cool Vita games. Some, some Vita games some Vita on games. there. Hey, so look, yeah. like I told somebody the other day, there's still game releases almost every week, except for holidays, which there's not a lot of game releases anyway. Well, yeah, hence the, the very stale yeah. drop. Well, speaking week. of very short, Saul, I also didn't have a lot of time to do news, so I kind of just hit a couple of big things that we liked. Um, sorry, guys, I was doing a lot of construction, which is probably the way I, I, I like got here. He was doing I was. construction. I'm a construction so, uh, man. I can I verify that houses fall apart sometimes, and you they do. Sometimes the, the the floor base of your entire living room collapses into a big old chasm, and uh, it's just a bad day. Did you see about that happening in Texas? I sure did. At, I just at a college party, they were jumping up at, at a at oh my one gosh. of the dorms, and the entire floor caved in. I was completely making that up, but that's crazy that that's a recent event. Yeah, they were jumping around, listening to music, and bam. Pretty funny. Uh, anyway, first thing is, uh, Insomniac posted on Twitter that they are Twitter, Twitter that they Twitter. are having a studio-wide playtest of Spider-Man for PS4, uh, and there was another article that showed that the uh, was it the lead designer has played through it three times, and each playthrough has taken multiple days, which 
is a little bit of a weird thing because you assume so is he literally coming to work and the entire time he's there let's just say eight to ten hours a day he's playing that game so multiple days let's just say that's three right uh, so that's 30 hours right so, on, that's still good yeah, i'm just course, saying like yeah. it's a it's a somewhat vague statement it is um, and i wonder if it, if it was intentionally vague i'm almost sure it is oh, i'm almost sure but, it is too. yeah Oh, look, Saul, you did not get that anywhere close. I told to you I did. Oops. Our audio listeners, I'm sorry, I messed up the centerpiece, so he's fixing it. I told him I didn't. I, I can't center. See, things. but look, I'm one of those people. It's just, it's my my problem. Let me deal with it. Okay, there you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry guys, you're listening. I just I threw it out of balance again. You but yeah, I mean, me. I mean, it's good that it's at least twenty to thirty hours long. Which I, I mean is about what you expect from a yeah. board game, right? I think and that's a that's a decent length. Also, is he doing side like, again? Uh, intentionally vague on this part. Is he doing side quests? Are there side quests? It's open world. Are there very highly likely there would be? Are there different endings? Yeah. Again, who yeah. knows? I'm I'm curious about that. He's replaying it, so he may be bug testing. He may be playtesting a certain style that works he may be you know getting all the endings who knows that'll be sick if and there's a spider-man game with multiple endings that would be kind of interesting because it would feel a lot more like infamous which is not to say anything because now we see ghost of Tsushima, which does look cool and i think oh, it's it probably does. a change of pace that they needed but i really did like the idea back when this was rumored that sucker punch was going to be making a spider-man game that yeah. just sounded awesome to me i was it like did. they have the pedigree to do it which I do agree that Insomniac does have the pedigree to do it. Definitely, oh, of course, yeah. I don't, I, you know, I bought uh, Sunset Overdrive. It's okay. Yeah, I never got. To it play is not it. perfect to me. I, I liked it, but I did get bored of it. So that's a, a lot of people were saying like, well, that's the kind of reason that they went that way. But it was who knows? It was a weird I may, decision. But I, I might pick that game up when it goes on sale. Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, yeah. Just for a is cheap- it on on what? Do you have an Xbox? No, I'm pretty sure it's a PC game. I don't think so. Oh, is it really not? It was an early Xbox game where you know oh. none of them were. That's that's a later decision. So yeah, I don't think that you'll be able to play it. Oh well, that sucks. Not really, but I mean, look it up. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly positive it's not on anything else. Uh, so the next thing in news is actually good because I love the game and I want to play more of it from the beta. Uh, Capcom have announced a third and final beta for Monster Hunter World. It includes the same three missions from the previous betas, as well as a new mission to face the Elder Dragon Nergigante. I could be complaining, saying that completely wrong. So. Uh, but I don't know how else you'd say it. Nergagant? Nergagant? I don't know. Who is featured on the cover art? He's a big crazy dragon dude. He was pretty cool. He was big on display at the booth they had at PSX. It was really cool. And we have some cool pictures of that. And some B-roll of that too. It was really awesome. Uh, and his it was eyes, fun. His when, eyes glowed. It was really crazy. It was fun with Ryan uh, and uh, John. Yeah, no, was, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm excited for this one I too. I love that. That yeah. aspect of it. Uh, the beta will run from January 18th through the 21st, with the game releasing shortly after on the 26th, so that's good. Of January? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's coming right around the corner. I go on vacation. Uh, well, it's going to be kind of a, a closed on- vacation after that, but I, I'm actually on vacation for like February 2nd. Okay, so cool. That's actually going to be really Well, I, I can't be on Don't vacation, so, it. but maybe we can play a little bit of it. Uh, next thing up, after many rumors, Burnout Paradise HD has been announced for a Japanese release. It Boy. is priced at 4,100 yen, which is about $40 if they were to price it over here. Uh, it's really $36 by conversion ratio, but um, still. So you'd expect a $40 release if it came over here. It has a release date of March 16th. Like we said, no word on it coming west just yet, but it seems highly likely with a franchise like that. Of course. I don't think there's any reason that it would not come over here. It is no. weird that the announcement comes to Japan first. It does. Like, That's it, it is. That is very weird. But those games, especially Paradise, uh, Burnout 3 and Paradise were really good games. Well, you know, and I can't remember, what was the name of the people who make those games? God, Criterion. Criterion, yeah. Criterion were great, and I feel like they've just been MIA. 
Yeah, what it's happened? funny. They, they took over the mantle for Need for Speed uh, before Ghost Games got it, which is okay. who has it now. They took over the mantle for Need for Speed back with like Hot Pursuit Two, something like that. Oh, um, goodness! And they did. They did. The, they were the developers of Most Wanted, uh, which was that reboot. There. Oh, okay. I was gonna say the original Most Wanted. Nah, it was okay. The, the reboot. Uh, but also props to them. Just I like to mention this every time I talk about that game. Uh, when that game got ported to Vita, is one of the prettiest Vita ports I've ever seen. When it got ported to Vita, instead of passing it off to another studio, Criterion did the port themselves. I will say, I think it's Underground Rivals. But there's oh a boy PSP that PSP game, game? yeah that's that game was so hot boy and it, it looks great oh I'm pretty sure it well don't wrong it looked great back then it was but the the last now yeah yeah I mean Under, don't wrong it looked it looked good rivals. back then yeah Underground um, Rivals was a very good best game. racing game on PSP though was um there's a burnout game on PSP wasn't there there's plenty of them but the best PSP racing game in I my opinion one. was Midnight Club Los Angeles Remix never played a Midnight LA Club Remix. game it was no. really really good it had all the customization crap you can want in a small chunk of the actual LA, uh, LA game that they did for PS3 which is also one of my favorite racing games very good um next up and last on my list since you know we're just soundtrack for Need for Speed Rivals was really good too it was all the soundtracks for those older Need for Speed Underground games are great uh, Fumito Ueda, the great developer behind, or developer, the, the mind, I guess is the better way to say creator, it. The, God. the creator of uh, Team Ico back originally. So Ico, Shadow of the Colossus, and then, of course, The Last Guardian, <clears throat> excuse me, has teased his game, or likely teased his newest game. He shared a picture of a very dimly lit area, only brightened by what looks to be a woman sitting on an altar with like a beam coming down on her. Uh, and a strange creature down the stairs uh, from her. Uh, and you didn't get to see all of the creature. It's like a little bit of the creature. I didn't realize it was there uh, until you said it. Yeah, either, and it, it's it's really I've crazy looking. like three times. So it, it's weird because like me and Saul were talking about, it almost looks like the same setup. To be fair, a lot of his games have kind of hit this little weird area, but it looks so like similar the from, Shadow. from the altar to Shadow. But why would it be Shadow in Darkness? Because that altar is, is right outside. Like It's a tunnel through like a you know it's technically yeah, outside yeah um there's definitely sunlight in that area <clears throat> so i don't know it's very odd but i like the idea regardless even if it's just a, a spiritual successor to that idea i think that would be cool uh, if it's just another one of his games that kind of uses that because there is a very obvious through line even between ico shadow colossus and the last guardian with the shadow colossus being probably the outlier in terms of the most different yeah and probably um, the most popular Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even though The Last Guardian, I mean, literally a phenomenal game. I don't, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, there have been a lot of people that crapped on that game for a number of reasons, said it played like a PS2 game, had it look like a PS2 game. I disagree. I think the art style was very pretty. Uh, and it did exactly what, what uh, Zelda, I kept saying, but uh, Breath of the Wild was trying to do, which is make it more memorable by giving it an interesting art style instead of focusing on it being hyper-realistic. But there's also a lot to be said that the game also looked hyper-realistic in moments. So it was like the character, definitely like, you know, the little kid you played as. Right. Um, he was like very saturated with colors, but then you look at Trico. It's just bland. And Not bland. No, but, no, not bland, but realistic. Yeah, like, yeah. And it was weird because, I mean odd juxtaposition that they chose to do yeah but i think it really worked out well it was very pretty that game is beautiful um and I, like really you look at that creature like seeing his feathers the way they were like very individually given out and then how they moved and like telling you that that game is a is a gem and i feel like more people should have played it but should have played it played it but you know 
it's one of those things where it got hyped up for a long time. A lot of people just didn't want to play it because it was a it, it fell victim to its own hype and its own elongated development cycle. It was probably doomed to realistically fail, but I wonder if Sony viewed it as a failure or not. You almost imagine that it had to, kind of, sort of, yeah. Because with a development cycle that long, and it didn't, it didn't blow up like I, I was anticipating for it to do. Oh, I need no. to play back. I need to go back and play it now that I have a new PS4 that will run it better. Well, yeah, and I wonder if if they've even just patched the game because that was unfortunate to hear that it was just crashing on you, but just constant, like yeah. same exact spot, same exact placement. Um, well, so we, we do have some reader mail. Got some uh, reader mail, yep. Some really good questions. Alabama gamers tweeted us at uh, Triangle SQRD on Twitter. He said he got Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 remix for Christmas. I know Brett is a big fan. I am too, by the way. Never played any Kingdom Hearts games or Final Fantasy games before. So I was going <laughs> to shelve it, but decided to give it a go as JRPGs 101. Any suggestions, tips, thoughts? Good intro is a first JRPG and RPG? Yeah. Okay, actually. I do think that, yeah, I do think it's a great intro to RPG, but also be very mindful of the fact that JRPG. one... JRPG. Yeah, JRPG, sorry. Uh, but one is an older game. I yeah. love the game, and it is a better game it's to me. Slog. And really, when I play them, it's, it's not really that it's a slog. It's harder than two is it's a little less fluid than two now it's a lot better in 1.5 they moved the camera used to be originally on r2 and l2 on ps2 moving that to the analog stick they didn't change the way the camera worked but moving into that still feels better it looks a little wonky in comparison to the later games where they made the camera in mind with it to be on the analog stick um but it's still it's a good game like no doubt. it is a fantastic game it, it is a great game to get you used to the idea of some of the things you'll see in jrpgs which is like the way they choose to characterize the, people the quirk Quirky, uh, quirkiness of some things that the games have and i do say that it while it's a good i'm not trying to downplay the game the game is very unique still uh the way that they kind of do the anime style characters to like go, go alongside these cartoony characters oh yeah and the way that they interact with each other is really good uh so i mean it's a very special game but i do think it's a good get you into jrpgs uh, it does depend on what you kind of like about JRPGs. One of the great things about Kingdom Hearts is for a lot of people, it's a little easier to go into the idea of a JRPG or a new genre when it's action-based and you're not having to sit there and overthink, yeah. which is something that... A lot of turn-based it's a little bit Turn-based JRPGs are a little slower in getting used to. So this is a good way to step in. Uh, in terms of suggestions, tips, thoughts, um, Keep pl- going. play them in order. Yeah, uh, and and when I say that, um, don't follow an online guide that says play them in story it, order. Do not do that. It's do it's, not do that. It's going to sound weird. And if you really want my order of playable games, it's going to be play one. I almost I want to tell people Birth by Sleep first. It's just really hard to want to do that because Birth no. by Sleep is is mechanically so different that you don't want to play it first because. One is just different, and there's a chance that you will not want to play one after feeling what the newer games feel like. While I do think one's fantastic, it's just uh, you may get too used to the idea of the newer mechanics. It's better to give yourself the option of kind of easing into the changes. So I'd say do one. If you care about the story enough by the time that one ends, uh, I think Chain of Memories is fantastic, but it is different. Uh, it's still different. real-time, but it uses a card-based system, and you have to combine cards to like create a move. So Super it's a little game. different, but it's a fantastic game, and uh, it really has an interesting story that is, I would say, somewhat necessary. necessary. Yeah. Um, and then play 2, and then play Birth by Sleep, then play of the playable games on 1.5 and 2.5. What's the next playable game? Dream Drop Distance. Dream Drop Distance is on 2.8. 
That's right. Okay, so of the four games you have that are going to be yeah, playable. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, one, two, Birth by uh, Chain. Uh, one, Chain of Memories, two, and Birth by Sleep. Uh, just because I think it's the best way since you've not normally played JRPGs. Uh, as for tips, don't be afraid in the first game to grind when necessary. It is a hard game, like I said. Very hard. And sometimes just spending a little extra time in certain areas really helps. Uh, you can level pretty easily in the Tarzan area, which is uh, jungle top or whatever. That's like the second can actually remember. It's very early game, though. It's a, it's a good spot for you to kind of stay and uh, level at. Another one is when you get to the Nightmare Before Christmas world. Um, and... Don't give up because the beginning of the game is a little odd. It is. Uh, you spend uh, the whole beginning of the game on on one uh, on an island and you're gathering, but but it makes sense with the idea of, of the story for the kids. And there is a massive, massive difficulty jump when you get to the first world, which is Alice in Wonderland. There's something about that. I don't know if it feels. I don't. I don't feel it anymore because you know I'm playing the game on hard. Yeah. But I played the game so many times that maybe it's, it's hard for me to remember. Yeah. yeah. It's a first timer, Alice in Wonderland. The rest of the game is not that hard. That get that for whatever reason. When the last time I played it and the first time I played it was ridiculously challenging for what it was. Yeah. For it to be the first world that so, uh, and if you see Sephiroth in a uh, Coliseum, don't go there. <laughs> Not, don't, yeah, you don't see that until really late game anyway. Anyway, my true. last thought on that is just have fun because you have a fantastic set of games, and I hope that this gets you excited for 3 and also 2.8. If you like these games, definitely pick up 2.8, play Dream Drop Distance. Yes. Some people will say not to. Just play it. It's no, really no. It's fun, if and you, the and while the story could have been shrunk, it is important for me to say that the, the, the bits of story that are very important are very important. Imperative. You can't yeah. if you, you will be missing a lot of story information if you draw if you don't if you don't play Dream Drop. Yeah, there's if there's stuff in Dream Drop that again, like I said, it's an elongated story, a little unnecessarily elongated, but it is really cool. Yeah. And as a payoff as you continue to play these games, you're gonna be like, Oh man, that was super awesome. Yep. Uh, and then of course play two point or zero point two birth by sleep, which is the newest game and made watch on the Unreal movie. Engine four and watch the movie. Uh so yeah, just Again, don't There's a don't feel like you it. owe anything. If you got it for free anyway, technically you said you got it for Christmas. If you don't, if you're not feeling it, just put it down. But I mean, yeah. give it at the same time. It's not a normal game. Don't put it down five hours in because five hours in versus fifteen hours in is drastically different. And if you don't like the game twenty hours in because of the story of the characters, just go ahead and do yourself a favor and drop it because you're not gonna like it at all. Because everything, the themes, I will say, beat the first game because the, the well, yeah, I guess you could, the well, the last few hours. hours in, well, it depends on on, but that game's normally about twenty four hours for a lot of people. Uh, so again, I guess so. The the stuff at the very end of the game is probably some of the coolest stuff I've ever seen in gaming still to this day. It's got a lot of cool story stuff that goes on. It got a lot like a lot of cool imagery and stuff, and it's still honestly a good design game. Like it's just still a really well made game. Yeah, uh, and you'll be surprised. There's a couple of things you're like, man, I'm kind of I'm surprised they were able to hit that quality on PS2. I'll certainly I'll certainly recommend those games to anybody. But I will say that by the first game, if you beat it and you don't like it, don't even waste your time because you're not going to like the rest of the series. Um, but our next question up is uh, No Fate, Mister Sean Neo. If mouse and keyboard is such a big part of PC gaming, why don't console support it too? Well, I think that the answer is kind of in the question. It's a big part of PC gaming. The whole point of console gaming is that it's supposed to be easy. And while we've somewhat moved away from it, consoles are still more plug and, more plug and play than computers will ever be. Yep. Uh, even to if an they're extent. even if they're doing some different things where there's updates for games and updates for the console, it's still very easy. And most of the time, the game most of the time the system prompts you to update it and then does everything for you and just turns itself off. You don't have to do a bunch of decisions, and when the games update, they just tell you they got to update, and you hit yes. It's really easy, uh, and you don't have to worry about drivers and weird stuff like that. So the plug-and-play nature is really important for a lot of console people because another one of the things is that a lot of people who do like to game but don't have a lot of time 
do like to do so on consoles for that exact reason. You just yep. turn it on and kind of just roll mu- with it. It's much better to get used to a controller. I will say, though, that with my current PC and my new PC that I'm about to get, I uh, or order and part out uh, and build, um, keyboard mouse is what I will play with. Like, 99% of the games. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with keyboard and yeah, mouse. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't wrong. My preferred input is a controller because uh, carpal tunnel reasons. I work on a computer all day. I don't want to do it when I'm trying to That's game. very true. And I, um, I, I don't. So, like, I, I can understand not wanting to work. Yeah, I, a, absolutely. I mean, it's just, like, literally, when we were playing Diablo 3 when it launched on PC with Blaze, my wrist killed. Yeah. I, I hated it. Um, I, game's super fun, but it doesn't matter when I literally, it was painful for me to play yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, I much it's, prefer that game with, because you had to click to move and stuff too, yeah, which is really dumb. Like I much prefer this game on an analog stick where your movement is mapped to an analog stick. I don't know why controller support doesn't exist in the PC version. Different story though. But um, I, I will say uh, that I don't necessarily prefer um, keyboard mouse, but it is super fun to use because it's different. It's such a dr- drastic change from a controller. Like if I'm going to play... I don't know. Um, I mean, I've given any thought. Like Wolfenstein 2 sure. on PC. I'm like It's going to be fun because it's going to be me using a keyboard and mouse. Because it's going to be so different than a controller. But I think mainly it's because it's it's not to insult the controller in any means or anything. But it's it's more casual to pick up and be able to use than a keyboard and mouse. Um, less buttons, less key No, it bindings, is. It so. is. And the less buttons, like I say, is to the detriment sometimes. Games do bad context sensitivity where they'll, they'll map two things that you'll do often on the same button and you'll end up doing the thing you don't mean to do. Yeah, uh, and, that um, happens. It's just a, it's a thing. I, uh, will, I will say that a lot of PC owners and gamers will recommend you to pick up a DualShock 4 or Xbox One Elite controller because DS4 Windows is great. Oh, and it's of amazing. Course, the uh, Microsoft utility is just plug and play with any Xbox controller, which is kind of pretty much that now with DS4 Windows. I think... I think Windows 10 is even updated to where it's plug and play now with PS4. You don't need DS4 Windows. I don't know, but I like DS4 and Windows anyway because it lets your touchpad be a mouse. Yeah, that's true too. All right, next Um, question. Let's see. Mr. Steve Bito. Yes, sir. Says, how long should VR generations be? I suspect technology will progress faster than people are willing to invest in new headsets. I like that he went that way because that's kind of what I was thinking as soon as I read the first sentence. Uh, He says, additionally, if the headsets don't launch at the start of the generation, what is the backwards compatibility expectations? So, um, I would hope they would expand. I don't know okay, VR so, technology that well. Oh, I mean, and, and here's the thing about it. Uh, it it's, it's so different. Technology is one thing, and I do think the technology is progressing fine. What I think you're going to see is that because as a medium of, as a consumer medium, it's still so young, people buy in and it's such a high cost of uh, of investment like to get into this uh, that you're going to be – you're going to see people not wanting to spend $350 on PSVR in this particular situation. That's, that's just where I'm going with it. Uh, just to have two years later a much better one come out and then have to spend $400 on it again. Because it, what, will, what will happen is that when they come out with this new one, people are inevitably going to feel like they just bought one. I mean, And you see this with the PS4 Pro too, but you, you're going to inevitably have people that feel like they just bought something that's going to be technically useless. Now, even if it's backwards compatible, you know, with because it is a glorified peripheral right it does base off of what system you're running and then the system just runs it through Uh, you're still playing ps4 games even if they are psvr games they are still ps4 games they're architectured for psvr they're just designed i mean for ps4 but they're designed with vr in mind which makes them a vr game um i consider that to be a big deal of didn't know that actually I was just not thinking that over. I did not realize that they are. Well, I understand that they're PS4 games. Yeah, so would that but mean they, that but they the, can't. You got you got to think about this. 
while the PS4 can't just natively play them, that's because the game games that are VR only have been designed to play through two different oh, displays. Oh, no, yeah, I know together. that. So, so my question is, is that if they make a PSVR 2 and a PlayStation 5, I don't guess that there would be, unless uh, supported a backwards compatibility, you wouldn't be able to play the PSVR 2 on your PS4. Well... Again, there's no reason that you couldn't be able to play the PSVR 2 on there because it's just a peripheral. All you're doing is hook it up, and it gives you a better resolution and blah, blah, blah on your screen. Yeah, I guess you're right. Cause like but it is also, came out it is also what they're pushing power-wise. It could just be that the, the headset still works, but you don't get all the benefits. Right. Because, you know, the PS4 can only push so much resolution anyway. Yeah, and it could So going be, to the PS5, they can jump that resolution up. They can, yep. get, they can put better uh, OLED tracking. displays in there. They can do better tracking or whatever. And I think that's probably what you're going to see. You know, he's talking about technology. I think the first step you're going to see away from PSVRs with setup. PSVR 2 is going to be a setup that probably doesn't even require the camera. Oh, no. I, I, I think I disagree that. Well, again, it depends. The way the Vive works so well with those cameras that they use. Is the well, infrared. okay, but when I say camera setup, I mean the move technology. Thank you for, for saying that because I do need to clarify. Okay, I yeah. don't think it'll be tracked by lighting. I think it oh, will be I think it'll be normal three visuals. Uh, normal cameras that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Vive does work well with that. You see the same thing with the little weird thing that the uh, the Rift has. Uh, the little, I don't know if they're cameras or what, but they're very similar. Actually, I might be thinking about the Rift cameras, the ones that are actually standalone in the room. Yeah, I, I think that, both of them. I think, I think they both use it. Oh, okay. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but the technology is going to go in a bunch of weird ways. There's no way to see, because I mean, right now you're kind of seeing the VR and AR battling it out. I do think VR will be the victor, in my own opinion, from seeing what they are. I think it's a much cooler to put something on and you're just in a completely different world. Have you seen VR chat? No. That needs to come to PS4. It's a game like where you basically can choose a character avatar, and there's millions. Like there's thousands, really. Probably you could choose like a character from like anything you ever wanted. Like I've seen Shrek walk around in there, and I've seen Sonic. I've seen all kinds of things. <laughs> and like you have your username above your head, and it's essentially you're put into this server that's a chat room. Except you go around talking to people, and there's props and stuff you can pick up and mess around with people. And it's for it's for the Vive. I hope it comes to PS4. But it's like for Vive and um, well, some of the issues with- come for the fact that. It- the motion sensing stuff is just not as good. You can't do 360 stuff because you can't put oh, two yeah. cameras that let's see There's both sides. Hilarious... There's reasons that when they move games over, they don't work as well. But that is an interesting idea. I'll have to show you a video. Going back to the here. question, though, I don't. I, backwards compatibility is a weird thing. I think that the headsets themselves may be backwards compatible. Uh, because technically, you got to think you can plug a you can plug a Wii U or a Switch or anything into the headset, and it'll just play like it's a TV screen. So yeah, I don't know much about VR technology, so I really, I mean, I'm going to assume that it yeah, is. Yeah, you don't have one. That's I one know thing. it's rapidly growing, so I do know that around the time PS5 comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a PSVR 2. Yeah, and even sort. though that the VR, the PSVR sold extremely well, with everything very combined, well. it's still a very small market right now, so that market's got to continue to grow before you see a big jump, or big changes in terms of generational jumps. Yeah. I don't think that you'll see another generation of PSVR until PS5. And I mean, even That then, makes the most sense. You may see these small uh, incremental upgrades, not like power incremental, but like they're doing so far where they have the new PSVR uh, that has like the headset thing built in. It's a little bit lighter and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, I think you'll see that. But it's hard to say real VR generations because I think that you'll see Rift and Vive go for a long time. So the generation is going to be more on the console side since the Rift and Vive are basically tied to PC. Uh, they're not going to be a generation, just like PCs don't have generations. So if you see PSVR's next generation, which It'll will need to Gen jump, to a VR. it will most likely Gen be 8? with PS5, I think. What gen are we in now, 7? No. We're in Gen uh, Gen Seven was last year. Uh, last year, I think. I think we're in Gen okay. 8 so right we're now. in Gen Eight. Okay, but so it'll be Gen Nine hardware. Well, technically, what? we're in Gen Nine because the Switch is what determines. Nintendo is almost always set the the standard of when the 
generation starts. Oh, that's super weird. Yep. Um, we have another question for Richard Rivero, but a review. Yeah, Rivero. it's going to tie into something. It's going to tie bigger. into the topic. He does say, "Here's what. Uh, here's one. What do you guys think about what happened at the start of this gen with the Xbox One?" Uh, uh, and could be ahead of the PS4 if they didn't have any of the controversies, such as the DRM and the price and the used games and so on. So we're going to tie that in because of some other things that has to do with that question. Um, so we're going to get to that, Richard. Thank you for uh, inspiring and being part of inspiring that topic. Actually, have- yeah, that is a good topic. It when is. I read that question earlier, it's one of the few I actually saw early on because I was working on the floor. Yeah. And I was like, Man, that's a really good question. I, I had it in the back of my head like a, a retrospect, which we've somewhat done, but it's, and we've, it's yeah, we've be talked a little about, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, our, our last question, though, comes from Sean Santarude, and he says, which side character from a game would you like to see in their own game? Going all the way back to Alabama Gamers, I'd like to see a Riku Kingdom Hearts game. I think oh, it'd be super cool. Okay, okay, okay. Riku, Technically, you do play as Riku no, and, and, and a couple of games, but well, it would be that's weird. Not a spoiler, is it? You what? play half the game as Riku? No, that's I don't not a spoiler. So. Okay. Technically, you play. You can play as Riku in Chain of Memories. He has his own completely different oh, it's yeah. replica of Riku. Re- yeah, well, spoilers there. <laughs> Again, the game tells you that. It's right not at the beginning? Pretty, well, I, yeah. well, yeah, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing major here. No, no, no big plot twist in any way. But, yeah, I think Riku would be really cool to have a storyline. I mean, obviously, you can't do much backstory on a guy like that. Uh, you kind of pretty much know everything that they've yeah from, i don't know that would be interesting i'm really trying to think story. about this like a good side story because yeah. i mean in a lot of ways you kind of see it because i i actually think that of some of the people from like uncharted i thought chloe would make a great game to have her own story like and they did that and i thought it was really good so i mean i think that that's a pretty good answer i'm really trying to think back to more because it's weird. It's a weird question to think because a lot of the games that have characters I'd like to see them. You get to play as them anyway. I'm trying to think of a That's game true. that has characters that you don't get to play them at all, but they're really good characters. And and what game do you play in as Axel? Is that the three fifty? Bio- you don't you don't play as Axel in any game. Okay, well there you go, Axel. An Axel side game? I thought you do play as Axel in three fifty eight over two. No, That's he, the he can one be in I your party. That might be what I'm thinking of. That's the one I haven't played, but like thirty minutes of. Yeah, he can be in your party. It's a, that game's odd, but it is a very odd game. Cool game too. Um, yeah, not 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 odd doesn't mean bad. I'm an odd person. Um, but so yeah, Riku for me for sure. I would say another character in a game that I've recently played and beat, but you, I'm not going to spoil that in any sense of a way. I think you already know what game I'm talking about, in which a certain character shines in a second or third playthrough. Yeah, so I'm not going to say anything. Well, about you've that. technically already said that, but in the game of the I year mean, episode, yeah, but, yeah. I mean that would be interesting, but I think that that's a weird thing. So I guess what I'll go is that yeah. I think being able to play, and it's weird because I feel like that in a way exists because of characters. Sense. But I think a near game with Kaine would have been really cool. Uh, but going back a little more, I think for mechanical reasons, yeah. and it's it, funny because it ties into near Automata as well. I think a Bentley game from the Sly Cooper series would have been really fun. Bentley's a turtle, isn't Bentley's he? a turtle who's yeah. like real tech savvy. Yeah, and that would be actually. Really I think cool. that would be weird because like. I love the parts of those games where you get to do the hacking mini games, which is just makes me think of the hacking mini games of Automata. Yeah, um, and I love that. I think that that's a really cool mechanic for combat. And again, how do you play Bentley into that story? Who knows? But I think there's a lot of cool stuff because you do get to play as Bentley in three. There's like you do missions as Bentley or Murray, and there's a couple people. Um, and while I like that idea, I think a whole game where you don't there's no focus around the idea of you playing as Sly. Uh, would be really interesting. So I'm going to go with that one. I think that's really it. But I also do think that there's a lot to be said about a Kine-based near game. That you would know, be cool. The more we talk about the slide, the more I keep thinking about this flying mini game. What game was that? 
where you're like flying through the rings at the end. Is that two? There are rings in the sky that you have to fly through, and it's a night sky. I don't feel like that's two. I'm trying to remember because one had a couple of weird mini games, but uh, that sounds like the Black Baron from three. No, three is a PS3 game, isn't it? No, three is a PS2 game. Oh, four is a PS3 game. Gotcha. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that sounds like the Black Baron area where there is flying stuff. Let me look real quick, guys. I, I mean, I, I'm sure I could find it in a second or two. But yeah, it just bothers me every time I think about it because I, I played through it. Yeah, but... it's the Black Baron area from Sly Cooper, Sly Cooper Three. Yeah, it's whatever this is. Yeah. Is that no? No, that's not it either. Okay, I'm not gonna. You find suck it. at YouTube search. I mean, it's YouTube. Yeah, you, Google search. You suck at talking, sir. I do. All right. Well, time to go into the topic of the show, man. This this episode's felt so weird. Going back to the styles has been yeah, a lot. Awesome. Three. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, that's the the Black Baron. I, I remember for some reason Ah oh, Baron because it's a jet. Um, I remember. Well, the Black Baron's the enemy. For enemy. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I, I remember it being night for some reason. All right, so let's see, Mister. Oh, what the hell did I just do? I don't know. Uh, I zoomed out. I don't like it. I'm I did that it. somehow too. I don't know what touchpad is like. What the hot key is for that? Who knows? Uh, let's see. So, like we said with Richard Rivero, he wants to know what we think about the generation and how it'd be different with what happened with the PS4 coming out and saying everything right and the Xbox coming out and saying everything wrong. That's the simplest way to put it. Yeah. Um, now, going back, I've actually thought about this in the past. That's why I like the question so much because it, it made me think about it again. One of the things I really liked about it. Uh, about thinking about the question is that let's just go back. Let's say exactly what he's talking about. Xbox one came out, got announced. There was games at the announcement. They said, Oh, Hey, we're $400. DRM is not going to be a big deal for us. They don't even talk about DRM. They don't talk about whether or not they can play used games or whatever, which is tied into DRM. Technically, they just come out and go, we're going to be a games machine. We have games at our launch. I think that the, I think we would have seen, Saul, what are you doing? I know he's doing it by itself. I don't know how I'm zooming in like this. <laughs> okay, um, I think I figured out it's the pinch to zoom thing. I guess. Just hit reset. No, there we go. Anyway. Okay, sorry about that, guys. For that brief interruption, my computer did something very weird. It's still not going back to 100%, but... Get a new computer, Saul. Um, just restored this <laughs> one. Oh, well. Uh, let's see. So, I mean, let's just say Xbox came out and said everything right, like I was saying. Um I think you'd see the start of the generation be very similar because the start of the generation was pretty neck and neck. Right. Uh, they both hit a million sales in the first day uh, of, per- of being able to be purchased. Both had like their big, pretty exclusives yep. that weren't yep. necessarily And in, in a lot of ways, technically, like, Xbox had more exclusives. That was, that was a thing. They had more number of exclusives at launch. Yeah, um, but the quality of them. Those I things. mean, yeah. Because you had Rise and then you had Sunset Overdrive. But you also, Sunset Overdrive wasn't launched, but it was close. Uh, oh, I thought it, it was. had Dead Rising 3. Was that uh, right? And something else. Have become a joke. Um, I can't remember what the other one was. But anyway, they said that in in the release window, there was more. And that's one thing that's true. PlayStation 4 did have, for this generation, a rocky start on getting caught up on releasing games often and not delaying them. But it's funny because we're Killzone. seeing that now. You had Killzone and that. Those are the two exclusives. Exclusives wow. again, yeah. uh, and again, there's the argument that Knack was awful and that Killzone wasn't all that great. So even if Killzone was just okay and Knack was awful, that's one good exclusive, one bad one. Knack was fun for me; I loved it as exclusive, and I thought Killzone was amazing. So I'm not going to say much about that uh, as far as exclusives go. But I think that you would have seen a more neck and neck race instead of this domination that you've seen PS4 have. Yeah. Now I don't think that that changes anything about the PS4. I think the PS4 in the long run. I think some of the decisions may have been like Xbox is screwing up. Let's capitalize 
or they may have been decisions they already had made, but they were like, now we can spin them as us being like, you know, now that they've flopped this so hard, we can reinforce these and be like, this is why we're going to be great. I think that, again, you'd see a, a similar system set up. I do think that. I don't think that you'd see a lot of weird, like, I don't think that you'd see PlayStation 4 under the Xbox necessarily. I'll, I think that they'd be very neck and neck like I you think saw it would be too, yeah. late PS3, Xbox 360 gen. Now, what I think may be interesting is that because of that, PlayStation may have pulled out more stops and tried finding ways to do stuff. PS4 Pro, since we, since both consoles did have the idea of an uh, iterative console uh, somewhere along the line, as we see now with the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro, even though Microsoft wanted to act like the Xbox One X was a complete generational jump, but it's not. It is very much the same to the Xbox One as the PS4 Pro is to the PS4, even though it's much more powerful. Right. They um, just kind of played their cards early. Yeah, early, they 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 played their cards wrong. They they basically lied about what the system was going to be, and. Or at least I feel like they did with everything that was marketed. They tried pushing it like it was going to be this crazy power jump, but it is ultimately not a 4K game machine. Most games still do not play at native 4K, um, and a lot of games still use the upscaling. So whatever yeah. you want to – or the checkerboarding, whatever, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And that could be something I am wrong on. I'm not really very well-versed in Xbox say, One X. Yeah. Uh, but World End will let us know. You sure will. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not, not going to say it. I'm going to be wrong no matter what. So World End – you don't have to. You have to correct me. I'm just not gonna say nothing. <laughs> correct me if you want, because I'm sure you know more about it than I do. I just don't care much about the X because, like we said, games are still an issue. So where I'm going into this is that while you would have seen a normal situation, I think I think PlayStation Four still would have come just as strong these past couple of years with games, games, games hitting it just the right way. And I think you'd see the same thing that Xbox has been suffering from for at least the last two years, which is no games. Uh, last year, name me one high-profile exclusive that they released. There is one, and I can't think of another one. Now, again, this is off the top of my head, but there is one. But th- tell me, you, you what? Like, what is even name it? Recore or whatever it was called. Nope, that's not what I was talking about. Recore was a 2016 game. Uh, what was, oh, you're talking about 2017. Yeah, I mean, I got to use this new year. I got um, yeah, 2017 calendar year. What did they come out with? That was a good exclusive. Exclusive? Yeah. Name one exclusive for the console. I don't know, like. And I know Solitaire we don't. Pro. I know we don't play on that side of the thing, but you still know high profile exclusives when you see them. Was it Gears? No, Gears was 2016 nope. too. Gears, um, yeah. It was Halo Wars. Oh wow! And that's it. I, I'm, I'm fairly positive if we looked right now with Xbox One exclusives last year. That's it. I, they didn't even have any of the games. Like you know, normally they have stuff that they release in the in the fall alongside all the other big games. For some reason, they do it. It works for them. That's great. Uh, but I always say it's a, it's weird that they're not doing that. Uh, yeah, that's not even right. Yeah, I was like, Crackdown 2 or 3 Crackdown 3 doesn't even have a release date. State of Decay 2 was pushed back. Um, they did get PUBG, which is not an exclusive in any means. But yeah, and I do mean first limited. party, but let's yeah. just let's give it to them. Let's say, okay, that's two. All right, compared to the PlayStation's however many. What do you want to say? Since we're including third-party exclusivity deals, uh, we're going to include um, Neo. Sure, whatever. Horizon. We'll do uh, Horizon's first Nier party. Neo wouldn't really Nier, count. Nier's going to count, same as Neo, because it came to the computer, but it is... It's the same as PUBG. Did Neo go to computer? Yep. After it started as a PS4. Okay. Well, I guess yeah. I guess they were comparing console exclusives. Yeah. Uh, Neo, Near, Persona. Um, what was the other one? Horizon. Um, that's four off the top of my head. Gravity Rush Two. Gravity Rush Two. Forgot about that game. Yep. Uncharted: um, Lost Legacy. Crash Lost Bandicoot. Legacy, Insane Crash Trilogy. Um, and that's barely even scratching the surface, man. There's more. Yeah, there is. I just what did, what did I just get at GameStop? Like but see, but that, ago. but that's what I mean. That's exactly what you're dealing with. So we just named off the top of our head seven high-profile exclusives that did really well for, for PS4. Yeah, 
and Xbox had, let's just say, two. Yeah, I'll give. All them right. Three. So, and what do we see on the horizon for Xbox? Nothing. So they yeah. released Xbox One X without any big games, without any games in the near future that we know of that are going to actually be releasing anytime soon, and not really a big slew of big games since 2016. So I think you still it, fall in the same situation. It doesn't matter how good, how or how how impressive the Xbox One X is, or even if the Xbox One didn't have all the weird stuff that they first announced and have since shed. Obviously, right? Even if they would have been perfect from the start. There's very little that can convince me that they would have had a different setup with the way that they had games scheduled out. Yeah. See, uh, Scalebound probably should have been a 2017 game. Oh, that dude, didn't happen. That game should have been canceled at all. Yeah. That was like that was a one Xbox game I was actually legitimately excited for. Same. Um, and what's funny is it was supposed to be for the Xbox what Nier was going to be for PS4. It was going to be... Well, what was? What Nier Automata oh, okay. was going to so be for PC PS4. And it was going to be PC and Xbox, whereas Nier was going to be PlayStation and PC. Yeah, and that's just really sad because another thing to take into consideration is that there are people like me that did jump ship because of how my Xbox was, and I wonder... Yeah, but you I still wonder, bought one well after they announced them because you didn't get it at launch. What? Xbox One. Oh, no, no, yeah. yeah no, so I you still got one and you still played it, but you ran, the, you ran into the same problem, right? Yeah, did, I played it with you guys. You ran into the issue of not even having games to play back when you owned one before you even had a PS4. You didn't no, have I had to go, to play. I had to go out of my way to get exclusives for Xbox to play it. I mean, not exclusives, uh, multi-plats. I had to go out of my way and get Shadow of Mordor. I was just like, might as well put this to use. And even when I had it recently, when I had the Xbox One S, because I've actually bought the Xbox One twice now, um, I had Skyrim multi-platform because of the mods, and then I had Forza Horizon 2 or 3, whatever the newest Forza Horizon game I think game it was is. 3, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was actually a 2017 game. Well, yeah, sorry. I don't yeah. count Forza, Yeah, but I'll, I, I forget, I'll give it to him. I forgot him. about it until Because if you talk about I, I left GT out, too, but... Fours is annualized. I have a hard time wanting to put annualized. Oh, yeah, free. it is. Because, I mean, if we want to go back to that, then PlayStation had Everybody's Golf, uh, technically Hellblade, if you want to go that way. They had oh, yeah, I forgot about Hellblade Mac too. 2. So, again, yeah. the, the odds are still well, well in PlayStation's yeah, favor. The favor. Um, yeah, so. so, yeah. But you are right. Forza is one. I just I never think about annual games like that. Because well, no, just, and, and it, it still had to be got out of my way because I had that and a couple other games on my Xbox. But... I kind of got a hankering to try out Fallout 4 again because I can't just be missing how bad that game really is or how good the game is. Like, the game could, there's no way that Fallout could be that bad. Like, I got to go back and revisit it to, to confirm. But I almost got it on Xbox the because of the mod. Otherwise. The what? So the Witch 3 begs otherwise. Maybe, maybe when I get a it's PC. It's bad by comparison. I'll say, maybe when I get a PC, I can uh, really check out The Witcher 3 in its glory. But not probably going to do that again. Unless it goes on sale like a Steam sale. I don't know. I'll be able to hit that game. That's Ultra. interesting, but I mean, pretty. I don't. Again, that's that's really where I stand on this. No, Not, it is. Yeah, it's everything it's, it's would very be sensical. everything would have been more neck and neck. I don't think that Xbox would be as as far under as it is, even though Xbox is by no means doing bad. That's a very important thing to say. What you may actually see is you may have seen both consoles sitting around sixty thousand or sixty million instead of X. Uh, what's PlayStation right now? Seventy something million, seventy-seven million 70 for PS four. Seventy-eight. I Something think like that. I could be completely wrong. Maybe sixty-seven. I can't remember right now. It's been a little while since I've looked at it. But I do know that it the tops, Switch. It topped seventy million in, in December seventh is the, when they announced. That's it. right. That's right. Uh, so in December, it topped seventy million over the uh, Black Friday Switch weekend. Is going, Switch is like dominating, dude. Like Switch is going to outsell Xbox One really soon. Like not soon, man. Xbox One's still at like I forty guarantee million. You, guarantee you this at the end of this year they're going to be up to thirty million at least for Switches. 
Guaranteed. That's what they. That's what they want. They, they plan on that's selling twenty million. Tri- trifold, yeah. yeah. Uh, of what they currently have sold, and they've sold ten million as of now, something like that. Yeah, they sold ten million. Yeah. So, so yeah. If they if they get up to forty million, dude, they're going to be a. And especially when games like Metroid, Smash, Pokemon, all these games start coming out for it, the people who have been holding off are finally going to get one. Or when they make the inevitable handheld only Switch or something, that would be super cool. Or Switch Mini, which would still sure. be super cool. Sure. I'll buy one Back of in August, Xbox One was estimated to be around thirty-three million. Oh yeah, dude! I guarantee you. The Again, estimated be, though, because they never they never say. Yeah, I know. See, they're doing Switch exactly is what eclipse that. I guarantee you, by the end of this year, Switch will eclipse it. We'll At say, least that number, maybe we'll not say, the total sales, but that specific number. Sure, sure. Because there's just, I mean, anything that you can get on the Switch is just so much more fun on the Switch itself than like it's much more of a better value. That's when somebody was telling me that the best value of gaming ever in this current generation is a PC game. Or a gaming PC, a Switch, and a PS4. You get the best of every world mixed yeah, in. But like you say all the time, people can't afford that. So that's very true. That's a two thousand dollar plus bundle, and depending on what you want. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. You know where I stand on Switch. I think it's a great piece of tech that is. I think it's a great piece of tech to have for the future. Very for, underused for right most now. people. There's not a lot of games. See, that, as a Switch enthusiast, there's. So you can cost. have Xenoblade back, by the way. I don't. I'm not, yeah, I'm not playing it. I, I'm probably going to trade it in. <laughs> it was good for like the first. No, that's the. Final Fantasy 13 syndrome that people hate. It's good for like 30 hours and it opens up. <laughs> it's like, look, you had to play it for 30 hours to get it to open up. I liked Final Fantasy 13, by the way. I thought Final Fantasy 13 was a good game. I did not mind the linearity of that game. And that means you still need to play 15 so you can understand why everybody likes it. I mean, that game's just all empty. I'd rather it be linear than empty to me. But, you know, yeah. different blokes, different strokes. I don't know, man. I just... It, it's hard to think about what would really happen, but I think that's the best way for me to word it is that we'd still be in a similar I, situation. I, I think it would be neck and neck for the most part. And then I think PS4 would still be leading because of the amount of games I they've had. If with, they weren't leading before they would be, they would be leading after this year. I think, you know what with, I mean? Yeah. And with PUBG coming out, I think that that could have definitely increased because it did increase Xbox sales for a, a while there. Not too long. But, and Xbox um, One X did very well over the Black yeah. Friday weekend as well. And I think that that would not tie them up, but it would inch them a little closer than what they currently are because they are currently, you know, sure. doubled PS4 or double halved the sales of the PS4. I don't know why I can't speak to not. Well, okay. Well, I, while that was kind of the main topic and we, we, you know, we went over as much of that as I feel like is really able to be said. I mean, yeah, there could be a little bit of differences on There may be a little bit more on it, but as much as I've stewed on it, I, I, don't, I fear talking in circles over something. One thing I wanted to mention is that on the Discord chat, uh, World End was talking about, I can't remember the name of the of the site he was saying uh, for some reason, uh, but he was talking about people who are talking poorly or talking down on God of War. Uh, now, Which some of that nuts. some of that comes from the light of the new interviews where they talked about, like, uh, supposed lack of a jump button, dedicated jump button, so there won't be a jump, which, uh, again... I get why there's a reason to say something about it. I, mean, I get why there's like, oh man, there's no jumping. That's kind of crazy and kind of odd. Uh, but there's a lot of people who are apparently very, very hard on the game. And it is a weird situation because where I kind of was leading to with this conversation is when you reboot a game, you have to write a fine It's not that you have to. Fans expect a somewhat fine lines of what I'm going to call between doing something new with the franchise where a reboot, where a reboot seemed like it was worth it uh, be a a really weird change in story, or if it's going to be a weird like mechanical change, like you're seeing with both of those things are true in God of War. So God of War is changing a bunch. 
but you know, one of the things that World End was saying is like, what do people expect for the game to be exactly like the last games? Why even reboot it? And that's true. I get that. That's that's sensible. Yeah, it's sensible. But where God of War has to lie is that there's going to be people who love the original games and will love the way they played, love the storyline of them and everything. And this is going to be such a big shakeup that they're not going to like it. But again, I'm a, I must. You wonder how much because. As much as people want to talk about Kratos being a bland character, which I don't agree with in the slightest, no, but as there, much as people layers. as much as people want to say that, this is giving them more. This is giving them a more layered out Kratos and one that's that's been literally thought out to be okay. What do we do? How do we make Kratos a more complex character? Because that's obviously a complaint we've gotten and a big enough complaint to to at least want to try and go over it. So that was if something they gave him a son, like you gave him an emotional human being to be attached to that. You could actually, well, yeah, they, I'm going uh, to assume it's a side by side companion for most of the game. Yeah. All of it. Pretty much what Ellie was to Joel yeah. is a, a good way of, well, God of War's it. never had a companion like that. That no, it has. Of, like, yeah, it has. Along. And God of War's not been over the shoulder. It's very still, it's, it's still very combat oriented and it's not, I, I don't want to say arcadey combat like you saw with the last games, uh, but they're going for this still very visceral, fun, weighty style of of combat, which it's weird because like when I say arcadey, it was very fast, but there was still there was still some weight. Yeah, with God of War. I actually forgot I have. Been. You have God of War three. Three. I played it too. I'm on the hardest difficulty, and I beat Poseidon, and then I got to the next area. That Poseidon which fight is awesome. Pretty, I didn't realize that it does the Metroid thing where it takes all your stats away. It makes sense why it does. Every God of War game does. Did the the first one didn't do that, did it? Well, the first one didn't. The first one you don't have any powers. Well, yeah, but, but every saying, like, game following has done something okay. to make a, that's, that's, a reason why you don't have your you're not as strong as yeah. you once were. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot to be said about rebooting a game and being careful because, or not, not again, not being careful because I guess I applaud God of War for being ballsy enough to change this much in a franchise that is so loved. Now, a couple of interesting things. Apparently, uh, pre-orders are not as high for God of War as they were hoping. Which is interesting, yeah. Because that either tells you that it's such a big change that people don't feel like it's guaranteed to be good. I think that there's something to be said about the fact that Ascension was a little bit of a burn for a lot of people, even though I still think it was a good game. It's just easily the weakest God of War game. Was uh, Ascension the one that like Adam Sessler went in on and did the whole bo- Bros before for uh, Bros before Hose trophy thing, or was that three? I don't know. I don't like what? Adam Sessler. Yeah, well, there, there, no, a lot of people don't because of a specific review too. And I couldn't remember what. I that mean, was I just, for. I just didn't, generally don't care for much of his attitude. Um, but man, saw so you threw me off my train of thought. Sorry about that. You're talking about. Uh, oh yeah, but so Ascension. Yeah, it could be the fact that Ascension was such a like a downer, and and that was like people were worried because the last time that we saw a game from the franchise that wasn't that great. That could definitely be something. Um, there could also be something about, you know, it could be that they're seeing things that they aren't liking and that's keeping them off or because they want to wait until they see the game come out. Um, it could be any number of things that's keeping people from pre-ordering it. And pre-orders are also, I would imagine, down because people are feeling burnt by games that's pre-ordering right now anyway. A lot of games, they pre-order come out and they don't do very well. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bros before hoes trophy for God of War Ascension. He got a lot of hate over that because he said that there's a lot of... Um, Misogyny and stuff. Misogyny. Mis- misogyny. What is wrong with me today? I give up on talking. <laughs> I'm done talking for the rest of the episode. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, going back to the final bit of what I was talking about, God of War stands on a weird side right now, and I do hope to see it go well because when you see Corey talk about the game, it's obvious he's passionate about it, and I feel like it's when you're seeing everything and even the little bits of things where you see developers talking about it, it seems like the team is very passionate about it and they're excited about it, and I'm excited to see a franchise change this much 
to the point where you're almost like, damn. It's it's a different game. Yeah, it's like, but it's still managing to keep some glimmer of what you know about the franchise. This is a big jump. I can't think of a, of a series that's so story-driven that has changed this much with a reboot, but it's not even technically a reboot because it is still canonically separate. Like, yeah. this does happen after the almost, events of... Is it a different, like, universe? Oh, it's still the same Kratos, and no, they, I know they, they, there's a there's a difference between the Greek world and the, in this world, apparently. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're separate. Okay. They're separate makes, worlds. And, I'm, I'm, I'm curious he to talked about that the, There was 101 or something like that, uh, questions or whatever that were, like, snap answer questions, and that was one of the things, is, like, uh, is the Greek pantheon specifically split from the other pantheon? He said, yeah. Okay. Um, so, but like I say, every time Corey talks about the game, it's obvious he cares about the series a lot. It's obviously he cares about this game a lot and that he feels like it's going to be a better game than any of the rest. Now, who knows? And I do love God of War and, and this could just be a step in the wrong direction. I hope not. I doubt it is. Uh, but either way, I think it's something that's cool to look at and see. And if it is an example of a, of a franchise being changed this much with a, what they're calling a soft reboot, I think is what they kind of went around with it. Cause it's like, it's a reboot, but it's still, it's not making the previous canon no longer there. Uh, I think that this game has the chance to be really good, and everything they've shown on it so far looks amazing. I'm excited, uh, but it's an interesting situation for the being because you can tell that they are getting a little bit of flack, even from how joking Corey's being about things. Like when he's like, "Oh, did I say 35? Uh, did I say 25 to 30 percent in the boat? I meant 80 to 90 percent. Yeah. Boat of boat war. Of war. Oh my god, that was yeah. So hilarious. Yeah. So I mean, I think that that's really funny. He he's a good like, he's a funny guy anyway. But I think there's a lot to be said about where his mindset is on it. And I'm sure he's probably the most excited, but also probably the most scared of how fans are going to react. But I think he's obviously proud of what he feels like he's come up with and what his team has created around him. And I'm excited for that. So as well as a lot of people that we've talked to, a lot of our listeners are very excited to it about it as well. So anything you want to talk about left over? No, I, think, I think that was pretty good. Like uh, I pretty much agree with God of War. Like if you're going to overhaul a series, might as well do it completely different. And like, if you're going to do it in, and in, in not so much completely, but in the realm of difference that there's still a string of familiarity in the game. Yeah, and I think that maybe the closest I've really seen of that in a franchise is I guess you could say it was Zelda and Mario, so Nintendo are the people who managed to do that. But again, the the games aren't as story-driven as God of War has been in a a grander scheme. They all have stories, but they're like very passive stories, which some people would say that God of War's story is passive. I don't agree that it is. Um, But I do think that like Mario Galaxy is obviously a big change. Mario 64 is a big change. It's like they're changing in a lot of ways, but I think that happens when franchises are around that long. I yeah, think that we're we're inevitably going to see Halo Six be something, or maybe not Halo Six, but I think we're inevitably going to see Halo be something different. Yeah, I would say Halo being a piece of hot garbage. <laughs> That's what five was. That's what all five. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that actually. Nathan Fillion, how could you? Then again, your voice is in Destiny too. And that's also a piece of hot garbage. So. Alrighty, guys. Well, this has been episode 41 of yep. Triangle Squared. You guys know where to find us. YouTube.com slash Gaming and uh, tr- uh, Twitter uh, slash Triangle SQRD. We always have... Look at you, Saul. You can go for it, man. Run yeah, through. Saying, Run we always through. Have go for it. All the info in the description of the video where to follow us at. Our pinned tweet is our Discord. Come and join that so you can chat with your boys. And, uh, oh, and add our, if you want to ever play games with us we don't play it all the time we do have weird schedules and i do like to play a lot of single player games but we had a boss uh richard uh, actually um 
have somebody ask us recently if they could add us. Y'all can add us anytime you want. Yeah, and anytime he, y'all he, see he a song, just add us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. So, uh, uh, if you want to play games with us, we do plan. That's one of the things I want to do this year is try and figure out ways that we can do like community play alongs a little more often. Yeah. And find games that are good fits for it. But that is something I want to work on. Uh, and and if, you, if you guys fun. ever. Like, if you ever add us on PS4 and you ever see us at a party, just jump on in. Like, depending on who's all in there, like, nine times out of ten, we're playing with other people who enjoy us. Like, and we, like, it's not even so much of, like, a fan thing. It's more like, hey, we're all hanging out, friends together, playing games. Yep. Which is what we, we Which is the most be. fun part of it. Yep. Yeah. I, I really have enjoyed that. Because it's just, pl- like, hopping on playing with, like, Ryan and John, who I just, you know, I just met John at PSX. He is. Yeah, I, I haven't met him at all, but, you know, as far yeah, as. Yeah, and as, I mean, that's what I'm saying. At this point, yeah, they're friends more than anything. So I love that part. But, yeah, this has been episode 41. We will see you next week, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys.